What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So if you go to the site, we're all there locked and loaded for week seven. Kicks off tonight with the uh, Raiders and Chiefs. We'll dive into our lineup calls for this week on our usual Thursday show, Stardom Sit'em Lineup Thursday Uh so we'll break all that down for you. Unfortunately, Jeff Ratcliffe of Pro Football Focus couldn't join us today, but he'll be on the show next week back at his regular time slot here on Thursday. So, well, we're always good to have his insight, and uh, we definitely use a lot of the PFF data to help us uh, look at these matchups as well. So always some uh, valuable tools there, so check it out. And remember, if you leave a review of Locked on Fantasy Football, on iTunes with your Twitter handle, you have a shot at winning a PFF Edge subscription worth at $39.95. So pretty good deal there. If uh, you're listening to Locked on Fantasy Football, you obviously love uh, all the things that PFF has and uh, great to be teamed up with them. So we'll catch up with Jeff next week, but let's dive right into what I have for this week. Uh, the specific lineup things we're looking at, both for... Uh, year-long and DFS. I do the decider column every Thursday on Sporting News, so there's kind of an expanded look at what I've written there. Now, we look at Kirk Cousins this week as we start with quarterbacks. He's a guy that uh, has gotten hot here in the past couple weeks. He had a big game last week, had a rushing touchdown against the 49ers, took advantage of a nice matchup. Philadelphia is a lot tougher. He has to uh, go on the road here on Monday Night Football, always a tough place to face a defense, but you saw a couple weeks ago, hostile Kansas City came through there with a 200-plus uh, yard, two TD game. So nothing through trilling, but something solid you can get, and he's he's uh, firmly there as a QB1, and I think he delivers that way again this week. Dak Prescott staying in the NFC East. He takes on the 49ers this week, so coming off a bye, you'd expect them to be pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be playing through. No suspension yet here for Zeke. So that's going to open things up in the passing game. Des Bryant and Cole Beasley have some great matchups in this game for sure. Carson Wentz, we'd love him again this week. Could be a little bit of a back-and-forth affair between him and Cousins. So you got to keep him in your lineup, especially with one quarterback less now. A guy moves up the charts as Wentz. No Aaron Rodgers in the mix as a uh, Surefire every week QB1. So we're looking for a replacement there. It might be Wentz as we uh, move forward uh, to pair with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. I think Matt Ryan's on the borderline. We still like him this week against uh, 
New England, but I think those three are the only quarterbacks that you feel good about just plugging in and uh, not thinking about it every week. And maybe Deshaun Watson, who's off as well this week. So that's uh, what you look at. Uh, Wentz is right in that category with his production. Looks uh, good across the board here in uh, recent weeks. We look at Marcus Mariota. Came back well. The hamstring didn't give him much issue in, in Indianapolis. Didn't have a great, great game. Only the one touchdown, the long pass, but did go over 300 yards. Didn't run too much. He might run a little bit more against Cleveland. The passing should come easier now that he's uh, back in the mix here. So, big game for Mariota, I think, with his uh, receivers. And Cam Newton, for some reason, he's better on the road so far to the season. This uh, secondary really doesn't have a good size in Chicago to match up with his receivers that are big. So, should be a nice game again. Last week wasn't terrible because he didn't make up for it with the 70 yards and a touchdown, but did have a lot of turnovers in, in Seagulls. He could clean that up and have a nicer day this week. We're looking at uh, Tyrod Taylor. If you're going deeper or DFS, he's not a bad guy to look at this week. The Bucks secondary is just not doing much, and they're not getting much of a pass rush. So you'll have plenty of time to do whatever he wants, passing or running. Jared Goff, it could be a very good situation for him. Cooper Cup and... Uh, Robert Woods have good matchups against the Cardinals in London, so good spot to watch out for there. Brett Hundley, there are a lot of questions about him this week. I think he's playable if you need him, if you're really desperate. A lot of those quarterbacks probably are owned right now. If you had Rodgers go down, if you didn't have the foresight to have a backup, which a lot of people don't because you're basically looking for a one-week replacement, so you think. And uh, if you're in a deeper league where everyone's taken Brent Hundley, just look directly behind him for your solution here uh, for at least short term. Saints defense is playing better. They'll probably sack him, get some picks. But I think the volume alone is making Brent Hundley worth a play here. C.J. Beathard is a guy that uh, not many people know much about. He was a starter at Iowa. He uh, kind of fits the uh, mold there of Kirk Cousins, Brian Hoyer, but Maybe a little bit better there for uh, Kyle Shanahan. So came in pretty comfortable, was well prepared for that game, gave them a shot to beat Washington last week. So I think he'll play a lot better at home this week with uh, Dallas coming in. He's going to have to throw a lot with Dallas up to lead. So C.J. Beathard, a guy that I'm looking at on FanDuel at 6,300, that tournament play especially because he's going to be a bit contrarian. In cash games, he's not bad either. So I think either way, you can look at him there and then really stock up your lineup. You have to have a quarterback bargain to, in some weeks to uh, really go for the studs. There's a lot of studs that you want at running back and wide receiver in your lineups this week. As we go to sit side of quarterbacks, it's pretty tough week. And that's why a lot of the favorites that are owned are pretty good, but a lot of these fringe guys that you're trying to stream, and that's why we mentioned Taylor, Goff, and Hundley. Phil Rivers, we don't really love this matchup against the Broncos. He had a good game rallying there in week one. I don't see a repeat of that. Well, in this one, I think the Broncos defense is going to come out a little bit angry, and we know Chargers don't play as well in their home when nobody's watching them. Jameis Winston, I don't like this matchup on the road against the Bills. There's a chance Winston doesn't play, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has to anyway with the shoulder issues that Winston – suffered there against the Cardinals. So either way, tough defense on the road, starting to get a little colder and windier out there. Do not trust Winston, the inconsistent guy, against a very tough defense. Carson Palmer, 
Not very good on the road this season. They're going way on the road to London this week. So I think you can do better. Noting that I named all those players above that uh, could really be more helpful in fantasy this year, this week with better matchups. Ben Roethlisberger and Andy Dalton, both sides of that game, I'm not uh, crazy about this week. I think you're going to see a lot of running from both sides. Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon coming out of the bye, maybe some Gio Bernard, maybe some more Jeremy Hill. So I think it could be a running game where the uh, passing upside is very limited and there's a lot of guys with upside elsewhere that you can look at this week. Russell Wilson, 8,100 on FanDuel. It was tempting for me for a little while, but I just don't know. The Giants are very unpredictable defensively. We saw them come to life. They went after a shaky offensive line in week six in uh, Denver. So I'm just not 100% certain about this. I mean, Russell Wilson typically plays well on the road in uh, these types of environments against the weaker teams, but it's just a trap that I I don't necessarily want to pay for when there's so many other good options this week at 8,100. Now we go to uh, the running backs, and Carlos Hyde, he was the hot hand there against uh, Washington last week. He wasn't that great, but he scored twice, and he was helpful in the passing game. So I think Hyde and Matt Breida could both have pretty good value here in uh, different roles there. Maybe uh, when the 49ers are in it early, I think Hyde can have a big role. When things may get out of hand, you might see more Breida, but both in the passing game to help Bethard for sure this week. Speaking of CJs, I like CJ Anderson to rebound. It was a terrible thing for fantasy owners to see because the Giants' defense woke up. They were terrible against the run, so that was the concern. Is like, when would that happen with Snacks, Harrison, and uh, all that stuff happening? And uh, it did happen. I don't think the Chargers have that ability to suddenly rebound and get better against the run. The Raiders were running well against them last week. Just Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball enough. I think Anderson will get the ball here, especially with no... Emmanuel Sanders in the passing game. We look at uh, Adrian Peterson against the Cardinals. This is another good matchup. The Cardinals gave up long runs here of late. Peterson, it's a bit of a sieve of a defense that he can go after against a run. So I think Peterson has another good game. If he does, maybe you look to trade him, move him to an owner, and go get more of a steadier uh, week back, like uh, week to week back, like JHI, where you can trust. Maybe someone will bite on that. If you make the move with Adrian Peterson, or maybe if Derrick Henry is just more modest, then you can maybe go get him. But I think anything you can flip Peterson for, even if it's a wide receiver two, you can look to do it after this game, potentially try to find an owner that uh, kind of is playing for his name more than uh, what his production is going to be in the future beyond the first two games in Arizona. Jarek McKinnon, we look at him at uh, home against the Ravens. Keep in mind the Ravens' run defense has been bad because of no Brandon Williams, a defensive tackle. I think he's going to come back this week, big-time run stopper. So that's going to hurt a little bit. But McKinnon, we know that he's not necessarily dependent on being pounded between the tackles. You can move him around a little bit to get him involved in the passing game. The volume is just too good with no uh, Dalvin Cook. And the trust is there for McKinnon from this coaching staff. Alvin Kamara, I like him pairing up with Mark Ingram. This should be effective again in Green Bay. Chris Thompson... Until they sort out Rob Kelly's health versus Samaje Perine's inexperience and they go back and forth on early downs. Chris Thompson, doesn't matter if he's playing few touches beyond third downs, he's still finding a way to be very productive and you've got to keep him in there as an every week RB2 for now. You look at the, the Bengals, I mentioned Joe Mixon, and I think coming out of a bye, I think they'll really try to work on him, establish him. If he doesn't... Uh, 
get free too much in the rushing attack. I think they'll use him a little bit more in the passing game as well. So they've been kind of uh, holding back on Mixon. I think with the AFC North uh, kind of fading out of their control, they have to win this game. So a lot of Mixon there to try to keep these Steelers off the field. I also like uh, Derrick Henry there, same price, both 5,600. You look at DeMar- DeMarco Murray, he's battling a hamstring. I think you still can trust uh, Murray, but uh, Henry could really uh, be a closer again against the Browns this week. If if they get up big and then uh, they feel like they don't want to tr- mess around with uh, Murray too much, then uh, I think you can see a big, big game from Henry. Not a bad tournament play for sure because of that price. Now we go to uh, our weaker starts here. Orleans Darkwa. I need to see a little bit more. I was very impressed with what he did against Denver, but I don't know if he's going to repeat that against Seattle. I think teams are not going to be as surprised now, looking make some adjustments against a new look offensive line. But I think he could have a solid game, just not spectacular, more of a deep league type play this week for me. Frank Gore, I don't really like the way this backfield is trending. First of all, Robert Turbin is down, but I think the next man up is going to be Marlon Mack, and they got to use Mack more and more. And the Jaguars. I know pretty vulnerable with the run defense, but I'm not sure the game flow is going to really help Gore in this one at all. Legert Blunt, I don't like him at all this week. Just I don't know what his usage is going to be from the week week. Very frustrating player. I think you play him in cake matchups. This is not one of them against the Redskins. Mike Gillisley and James White really can throw Deion Lewis in there, even though Deion Lewis has been the trending upward Patriots back. Completely cannot trust anything that's going on here so it's just a very very uh cloudy as usual in new england with the backfield things change so quickly roles change so quickly so they're just all interchangeable guys so it's really hard to trust any of those players and uh gillisley unfortunately after the touchdown scoring he just hasn't been very effective the offensive line hasn't really helped either opening up roles in the power running game and white is pretty much Deion lewis on the same level at this point Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson, you look at these guys, uh, part of the Browns' mess, they deserve better, but it's not happening there. Javoris Allen and Alex Collins, uh, the Vikings are very good against the run, and they're at home, so stay away from that backfield for sure. Matt Forte, you can throw Bilal Powell if he plays with a calf injury, and uh, Elijah McGuire in there. You're just not trusting anything on the uh, Jets' backfield here against Miami. He's playing very well against the run. I really don't like the Packers' backfield. It's a little muddled now with Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones in there with Brett Hundley. Just not the same things that we expect with Aaron Rodgers. So stay away from them on Fandle. 6700 6500 Too high a price for me when there's better options. We go to the start side of wide receivers. Kelvin Benjamin I like this week. He has a knee injury. Had to not practice there on Wednesday, so we're going to keep track of that. But... If he doesn't play, you're going to Devin Funches for sure. Funches, it's hard to trust. Everyone was kind of locking him in as a wide receiver three or two last week, every week, and then we saw them come back to earth. But he really needs a good situation. I think that means uh, Benjamin has to sit so you can trust Funches there. But if Benjamin plays, full speed hit and a great matchup. We go to our next one. You have uh, Jarvis Landry. I'm not sure if Devontae Parker can play. He's got an ankle injury, so... I would think Landry is going to be heavily targeted again. He's really started to be necessity for Jay Cutler, even though he loves Parker. When Parker doesn't play, he's got to throw to Landry. And this team is seeing Landry as that extension of the passing game. 
really to help the running game. So I, I think Landry's going to continue to be the long handoff to go along with Ajayi, the short handoff. Richard Matthews, uh, I mentioned I like Mariota this week. I like his main targets. People are looking at Eric Decker and uh, Taiwan Taylor and all that, but Matthews is still the guy in these situations. Pierre Garçon, I love him as a good uh, little sneaky stack with Beathard this week against the Cowboys. Uh, looking at Josh Doxson, they have to kind of unleash him a little bit. He scored a couple times here in the past three weeks. Should have scored in the other game as well against the Chiefs. So Kirk Cousins starting to trust him. Big red zone threat. He's got to get more snaps than uh, Terrell Pryor and uh, James Crowder pretty soon. I think it's coming. And it could be as early as this week against the secondary. Marquise Lee, check with him. He's got a knee injury. There, you got to go somewhere totally different uh, there. Maybe go Juju Smith-Schuster if you get really stuck. Go stick with the USC theme or one more guy that I can mention. But Marquise Lee, if he plays, it's a very good matchup against the Colts and can be very effective, especially in a PPR. I can see like a 7-for-80 type performance in that game, and you'll take that. The four sure is a wide receiver three or flex. Speaking, like I mentioned, the USC connection, Juju Smith-Schuster, you have Marquise Lee, and you have Robert Woods in uh, Los Angeles. They're playing in London this week. 5500 on FanDuel. Really love the price. Love the matchup there, either whether it's Justin Bethel or Tremont Williams. You feel, still figure the Rams have to put Sammy Watkins on the same side as Patrick Peterson. They'll be forced to because... He's a speed deep threat. Peterson can take him out of the game, and they'll make uh, Goff sustain long drives. So it'll be more of Woods and Cooper Cup underneath for trying to move the ball this week. Now on the sit side, I don't really like T.Y. Hilton. He had some good games against Jalen Ramsey, but Ramsey's better. The pass defense is better this year for the Jaguars. Really can get after Jacoby Brissett. That was with Andrew Luck last year. So I really uh, don't like Hilton this week in this matchup. John Brown. Hit a home run last week, scored for you, but uh, just don't trust him, especially against the Rams secondary in that game. Deshaun Jackson, I think he cools off this week. Good matchups were there, but he could get Trevor Davis, White, or EJ Gaines. Either one guy's a good st- start there f- to stop him here, and uh, Jackson cools off for sure, especially if Fitzpatrick has to play in that game. Sammy Watkins, not going with at all. He's just uh, not trustworthy, and I mentioned the Peterson matchup. Randall Cobb, not trustworthy, and we think it will be with Hundley just targeting a few guys. I think those guys are heavily going to be Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. So against the Saints, don't really like Randall Cobb. And Benny Fowler, everyone's – he's the new A.J. Derby of this week. The Broncos recommended play that <coughs> – there's a reason I get it. He scored twice against the Chargers in week one. But remember, that's when they spread the field and threw in the middle – and he was the third receiver behind Thomas and Sanders with Thomas and Sanders drawing attention. Now, sure, Thomas will draw attention, but now Fowler's going to get a little bit better coverage. The Chargers' number two corner has actually been better than uh, Casey Hayward this year. So I think it's going to be very tough for Fowler to do anything replacing Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders is just a plus talent in relation to Fowler. Now, Taylor Gabriel, some people might be looking at what he did in the Super Bowl and say, okay, we want a piece of Gabriel Maybe some big plays against the Patriots. I'm just not seeing it right now with the, the offense with Steve Sarkeesian. So kind of check off on Gabriel. And really anything Falcons except for Julio Jones or Austin Hooper or Tevin Coleman in the passing game. Now we go to the start side of tight ends. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I mean, the Giants, 
there's one short thing in fantasy this year. The Giants giving up touchdowns to tight ends, and this is going to happen again for Graham this week. Austin Severian Jenkins, another big freakish dude that's playing very well that uh, reminds me of young Graham. I think he's a guy that you have to keep in your lineup now almost every week unless you have another alternative that uh, can help you for sure. Say that alternative is Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a guy that I love this week, continued to be the number one tight end. And with the wide receiver situation a bit in flux with Tyrell Williams fading, Mike Williams rising, Hunter Henry is more the uh, focal point there ahead of Antonio Gates. Evan Ingram is really now the number one or number two or 1A receiver in New York, depending on Sterling Shepard's status. But uh, Ingram is a guy that you're looking at even in a tough matchup like Seattle. Kyle Rudolph, uh, the Vikings can score short touchdowns. The Ravens give up short touchdowns to the position, so you like him. Jack Doyle, I think he's, if the Jaguars are going to give up anything, it's going to be Jack Doyle here in the middle of the field. Maybe a touchdown there for Brissett in garbage time, but uh, Doyle's the guy that I like best as the pass catcher from Indy. You can play Nick O'Leary. I'm playing him this week. I just have a good gut that he's going to pick up where Charles Clay left off. So if you were hurting without Charles Clay, I think O'Leary's a guy. He's going to step right into that role. You can't ignore a player like this who has produced when he's getting the chance in the passing game. So... The Bucks can't do much of anything right now. Austin Hooper, as I mentioned, is a guy that you want to play. Definitely for 5000 on FanDuel, he's a pretty good bargain, especially in tournament game because we know he's the type of guy that uh, from week one that can explode for you. On tight ends, uh, Jordan Reed, just not liking his role in this offense. Really, it's Reed, Pryor, Crowder, all these guys we thought were going to do well, kind of all fading well. You've had Ryan Grant and Vernon Davis and Josh Doxson and Chris Thompson kind of pick up the void there. Jason Witten, the 49ers, their defense has struggled a lot, but one thing they do very well is take away the tight end. It's not going to happen for Witten there this week. I think it's more of a Beasley Bryant game. George Kittle, you look at him on the other side of that, I don't love it. The Cowboys have actually also been good. It's tight ends with their safety play. Usually when you have guys like your Tarter, Byron Jones, athletic guys like that, they're going to limit damage there. That's what you've seen. Ed Dixon, no, I'm not buying this. People just keep uh, going towards Ed Dixon. He had one big game in Detroit. Just don't trust him otherwise. So go away from Dixon. Tyler Croft had one big game a couple weeks ago. I don't see that happening against a better opponent here in Pittsburgh. And you look at uh, Jared Cook, he's droppable. Move on. Mark Tellus Bennett, 5,300. I'm not paying up for him. You might say young quarterback. Tight end security blanket, but they have multiple tight ends and multiple receivers that can serve that purpose. We go to uh, our defense special teams as we wrap things up here for the week. Jaguars, I love to keep putting them in your lineup. They'll do better than they did against the Rams last week at the Colts. Vikings are a great matchup with Joe Flacco at home. Broncos will rebound as well in uh, Los Angeles against the Chargers. Seahawks will put the Giants back in place on the road. Titans, you just have to play them because they're playing the Browns. Just pretty much play anyone who's playing the Browns at this point, especially with a Dick LeBlow blitzing team that can force mistakes. Panthers at Bears, I like Mitchell Trubisky getting a little lost against this defense. Andy Dalton is always a good bet to struggle in a tough game that uh, is marquee, and uh, that's the case with the Steelers. You can uh, get some sacks this week and uh, the Bills. If it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think it'll really help their value for sure. Dolphins, you have to play just because of the Jets factor this week. They're at home. They're playing well defensively. For sure, at 4,300 on FanDuel, it's a good thing to get in your lineup. Now, you look at uh, the sit side of things, 
and uh, the Ravens, nope. Just too protective of an offense there that the Vikings are, dinking and dunking, running. And they're going to play from ahead, so not going to be any chances for points there. Giants, nope, you're not playing them again. I know they had an upside game, but not against the Seahawks. Coming off a bye, I think you'll see some good things out of Seattle. Now, the Bengals on the road against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh isn't going to run down them pretty well. Probably get a few big plays in the passing game as well. So, no. Bengals, Jets, no. I don't see a repeat of week three. Doesn't happen. Doesn't feel like it. Especially with this Dolphins team getting a running game. Going with Jay Ajay and they'll have control of this game. And then, finally, we're looking at the uh, Cowboys on FanDuel to avoid 5,000. A lot of people are going to be reeled in by this. You know, C.J. Beathard, what are we going to get? He did have a pick. That was in meaningless time on a 4th and 20 at the end of that Redskins game. When the game was still mattering, he was very careful, very efficient, moved the ball very well. So, no, Dallas. And uh, Beathard is not a guy you, like, you target uh, as a typical rookie quarterback so far as we've seen. So, there you have it. There's your end of lineup Thursday for week seven again we'll have jeff ratcliffe join us next week again to break things down from the pff perspective this is also the end of locked on fantasy football week as we go monday to thursday every week setting you up going through the process uh, start with the uh, roundup monday go to pick up tuesday to help you the waiver wire matchup wednesday really look at all the games in depth and then line up thursday last minute tweaks and things that you're looking at it with lineups and uh, dfs decisions so it's our, it's our weekly progressive. We love it on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Please subscribe on Audioboom or iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you on this week daily basis. And uh, be sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a lot of success in your games this week, and good luck. We'll see you on Monday for Roundup Monday, Week 7. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.